Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Join me tonight in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And uh, we'll start here in verse 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And verse 7, we're rejoicing. Uh, Pastor Michelle was in Kansas this past week, her and Lillian. Uh, we were going to do some recording for the television broadcast on Monday. And uh, as we were, uh, per, I say we, I wasn't there, but, you know, it's we. We is one. And so uh, we were preparing to record. Uh, there were some, some things, that, some glitches that we were having. And uh, as we uh, began to investigate, there were some upgrades that we needed to make to the cameras and, and some different things. And so uh, we got our, uh, our uh, producer on that to find out what we needed to upgrade to give us the highest quality. We want to we wanna have the best quality uh, on TV and as well as live stream. Well, the, the bottom line is the number came back $11,000 to upgrade the cameras, what we need to do. And and these different things, and Pastor Michelle called me and told me what had happened, and of course, we immediately agreed, we received, we believe we received the $11,000 in the name of Jesus, and uh, you know, then every time we thought about it, every time I thought about it, I'd just say, Lord, I have I, received that, I received that $11,000 in the name of Jesus, and uh, yesterday, uh, I was in the office, and Pastor Michelle called me, and I knew something was up, because she said, can you call uh, Pastor Ron Poole in Kansas and add him to this call and I said yes and she said then take take us into Jim's office and put it on the speaker and I said all right and uh, well long story short uh, a ministry friend of ours called with no un- understanding of what was going on and uh, they began to talk about uh, the television broadcast and how it was touching people and and Pastor Michelle said, well, yeah, we're, we're working on upgrading it. This is what we found out. And they said, well, then I know now why I've called, because the Lord wanted me to get involved in your television ministry somehow. And I didn't know how. They said, but now I know how. I'm sending you a check for $10,000. Not even 24 hours later, God paid it off. Amen. Oh, we were shouting all over the place, running. Pastor Larry ran. I ran. Listen, Brother Jim was high-stepping in his office. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I got to shouting. I, I had lost some, some pounds, and I got to shouting and had to grab my belt. And I, Jumping up and down, I was going to lose my britches. Amen. Glory to God. But God's good. God's good. Amen. And guess what? What gets on the head gets on the body. Amen. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, the Apostle Paul makes the statement, he says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, this is an explanatory statement. It's uh, parenthetical, and he's explaining, the gist of it is he's explaining there's some things that you're walking in in the natural, and you've got to walk them out by faith, all right? The Weiss Bible says, through faith we are ordering our manner of life 
not by something seen. All right, so notice, I order my manner of life by faith. Preposition by, that means the channel, the avenue. In other words, it's what the Amplified Bible says, we regulate our lives. We conduct ourselves by our conviction, not by something seen. All right, that's how I regulate my life is by faith. So as believers, the, the manner of our lives, the manner which we live our lives is faith. That's how we live. All right? Now, walking by faith involves not walking by what is seen, but yet that's not the whole of faith. It involves that, but that's not the whole of faith. Because that's where people make mistakes at times is they think if they just don't pay attention to what's seen, that they're in faith. But that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily right. Because it involves that, but that's not the whole of faith. All right, you can get into denial, you can get into mental assent, you can get into wrong thinking, all right? Because we're going to get into this tonight, because everything that you see, all right, you're going to learn that walking by faith is that you don't let what you see weaken your faith. You don't become weak in faith because you see something. All right? I stay strong in faith regardless of what I see. All right? Because people will say faith will change what you see. Well, faith, it does change what is seen but it changes what is seen because, be, because you stay hooked to what you believe. Faith cannot change what you don't believe is changing. Hallelujah. And so you'll, you'll see people and, and, and they'll go to the doctor or they'll get a bad report about something, a financial report or a bad report from the doctor and they'll make a statement like, well, I don't receive that. Nope, that, no, I don't, I don't receive that. Well, receive it or not, they found it. Right? Rather you rec- I, I don't want you to receive it in the sense of taking it in and that becomes your report. Right? If the doctor says, you've got this, we found this, Okay, I can't deny that they found it. What I can control is not allowing my faith to weaken. Right? Because I'm not walking by sight. I'm regulating my life by faith. When you regulate your life by sight, then you're constantly constantly conforming your life to what you see. Right? You will shrink or enlarge your life A lot of people shrink or enlarge their life based on what they see. Right? I mean, think about this. A lot of people's joy is regulated by how they feel. It's regulated by what they see. And if they feel good and everything's great, boy, they're joyful, just almost annoyingly joyful. Right? But, 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 then, but then they get a bad report and their joy is gone. Because what was regulating their life? What they could see. Right? Faith is the same. Alright? Faith doesn't flinch when it hears the word cancer. Faith doesn't flinch when it hears the word 
about financial distress, faith's not moved by that. Because, because faith is not physical. Faith is spiritual. It affects you physically. But it's not a physical substance. It's a spiritual substance. And that's why we've been teaching on Sunday nights about how important it is that you see yourself as a spirit and not a body. Because your body is affected by what you see, yet your faith and your spirit are not. I've told you the story about Brother Hagin talked about how he was walking, praying, and he was having these alarming heart symptoms. And it felt like all that heart disease was coming back on him. And he was walking, believing God. And he said, in the middle of that, my hands just started shaking because my body was reacting to what I was experiencing. And he said, the devil said, the devil said, uh, uh, you know, you're afraid. You're not going to get it this time. And Brother Hagin said, what he just said, I just started laughing. And the devil said, what are you laughing at? He said, I'm laughing at you. He said, why? He said, because you said I wasn't going to get my healing. And he said, you're not. You're not going to get it. He said, look at, look at your hands. You're shaking. And he said, I told him, why, Mr. Devil, you don't understand anything. He said, that's just my body shaking. I'm not a body. I'm a spirit. And he said, and as far as what you said earlier, he said, you're exactly right. I'm not going to get my healing. I already got it. Right? See, that's not, that's not, see, Brother Hagin couldn't deny that the symptoms were there. He couldn't deny the pain. He couldn't deny how it was making his body react. But what he did not allow it to do was pass through that physical barrier and get into his spirit. Does that make sense? Amen. And, 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 and when you refuse to allow those things that you see to pass a certain point, there's nothing the enemy can do. There's nothing the circumstance can do. Hebrews 11.1, 1, we've, we've, of course, we've, we've went here a lot. These, these have been our golden texts, and we're going to continue to go there. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we've made the statement throughout the series concerning the word faith, but understand this, walking by faith starts with being convinced. It starts with being persuaded. All right? That's where it starts. Because faith, the Greek word there, English word faith, the Greek word is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. And it means persuasion or a conviction based upon hearing. So when Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing, conviction comes upon by hearing. I become convinced. I become persuaded. Remember what Paul said? He said, for I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor any other thing will be able to separate me from the love of God. I'm persuaded about that. All right? I'm convinced nothing can separate me from the love of God. Oh, glory to God. And so faith starts with being persuaded. That's, that's why you've got to take time to get convinced. 
If you spend time getting persuaded and time getting convinced, not walking by sight will be much easier. Because I'm convinced. Amen. See, faith is not merely knowing something. Faith is being convinced of something. Oh, hallelujah. See, you can know something and not be convinced of it. I've had people say that over the years. Well, I mean, I know what the Word says, but see, they're not convinced. Because it will usually be followed with something like this. Well, I know the Word says I'm healed, but I feel so bad. See, they're not convinced. Because their feeling is still trumping what the Word said. And when you're convinced, your feeling doesn't change what you believe. It doesn't produce a question. Do you understand? It doesn't produce a question. Faith is being convinced. So the proof is not in the end result. The proof is in the believing. The proof is in being convinced. Not in the end result. And that's why my thinking has to change. Because people will say, well, you know, uh, 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 they'll receive something. The manifestation will come. And they'll say, praise God, I got healed tonight. No, you got healed when you believed you received. Right? Because faith is the point of victory. If I'm in faith, I have victory. Because faith is victory. I didn't get the victory when everything turned out. I got the victory the moment I was convinced. So, right? So that's why in the middle of a challenge, you're saying out of faith, by faith. Now remember, if you're saying it by faith, you've got it. In the middle of a challenge, you're saying, I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I can do all things through Christ. No weapon formed against me will prosper. And that's not just a confession. That's something you're convinced of. I've said, made this one statement for over for 25 years. And, and, and I learned this working at Blue Cross Blue Shield. Because one time uh, I, was, I was at work and, and I was standing up to, not, not disrespectfully, to the manager because there was some, some shenanigans going on. People were being dishonest. And, and I confronted them about it. Well, they didn't like it. And the, the unit manager told me, well, we could fire you. Man, that got all over me. Because I knew the life they were leading. And I thought, some unrighteous sinner looking at me, telling me they can fire me from a job God gave me. You say, what would you do? I looked back at her and I said, you didn't hire me and you can't fire me. You didn't give me this job. God gave me this job. And you can't take it from me. Now, I wasn't being arrogant. Understand, understand. I got a hold of the scripture. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And, and, and I came to this conclusion. If you become a weapon against me, you're not going to prosper. The safest place for you is on my side. Don't become a yoke or a burden or you'll get removed. 
And people say, Pastor, that's, that's kind of direct. N- no, it's Bible. Don't touch my anointed. And people have taken that and applied it only to preachers. He wasn't talking about preachers. He was talking about his chosen people, Israel. Don't touch my anointed. Don't touch the ones I've chosen. The Bible says you are God's elect. That God predestined you. God chose you. The safest place for anybody is on your side. Amen. Hallelujah. Do I need to tell you I ended up with her job? Amen. See, see, that's not arrogance. I believed that. I didn't have to play the shenanigan game. I didn't have to play the, the corporate game with them and lie and, and be ugly to people and be mean. When I got my promotion, a guy in our department gave me a card and it said these words. It said, you are living proof that you can be promoted and do it the right way and not hurt anybody on the way up. Why? I just depended on God. Amen. You can ask my wife. I would come home and I would just declare, no weapon formed against me will prosper. They can't fire me. You can't fire me. God gave me this job. You can't take anything from me that God gave me. But yet, in the natural, they sure made it wanted to made, made, they sure wanted it to look like they could. See, you're convinced, and I'm convinced of that today. When I go to in, into any situation, I go into it not expecting to win. I go into it with the mindset I'm the winner. We can negotiate, but you're going to see it my way. Amen. I'm going to get what I want. Why? Because the, that, that's what the, the Bible says. I'll always come out the head and not the tail. You understand? That's being convinced. So when did I receive? When I was convinced. You might feel better three months later. But when did you receive? When you were convinced. When did healing start? When you were convinced. When did the victory start? When you were convinced. Yeah, but everybody's against me. No, everybody's not against you. There are people that are not against you. Don't put that out there. You'll convince yourself that everybody's against you. And religion will go, well, you know, if God's for me, it doesn't matter. Then quit your crying. Faith doesn't cry. Faith doesn't whine. Faith's not a whiny baby. Faith looks and says, I don't care if anybody's for me. If God's for me, who can be against me? The greater one lives on the inside of me. See, but are you convinced of that? You know, I say this all the time. Everybody likes me. You know, somebody might say, well, I don't like you. You just don't know me. If you knew me, you'd like me. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not getting off topic. I just want you to see this. Now, What do I do between the time I received and the time the manifestation arrives? What do I do between the time that I believe I received to there's the manifestation? Let's go to Ephesians 6. Because there's, there's something I have to do. And uh, Ephesians 6, verse 13. 
Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore. Now, I want you to notice this first of all. Having done all to stand. In the Greek, that phrase is having overcome all. Having overcome all. So notice how I'm standing in victory. If I'm standing in victory, I'm standing in faith. Because faith is the victory. Now, this is going to be a a challenging statement. Just bear with me. If you're not in faith, you don't have victory. And if you don't have victory, it's because you weren't in faith. And people say, oh, Pastor, that's challenging. But it's true. What, what does the truth do? The truth will... It, it'll what? I, I hear set or make. Make. Word says make, right? The truth will make you free. What will the truth do? Oh, come on, help me. The truth will what? So, so the truth is... If I'm in victory, it's because I'm in faith. Right? Having overcome all. Now, have you overcome all? I can help you because 1 John says that that you, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So, have you overcome all? You have overcome all. If even, even, listen... Even if you haven't seen yourself physically overcome all, Jesus has already overcome all for you and gave you His victory. Amen? But notice, notice, stand. There is a stand to faith. A stand. Faith is not hanging on. Faith never ties a knot and hangs on. Faith is standing on. That, that's the word, substance, in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance. It's, it's the, 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 the foundation, the substructure, a thing that you stand on. Not something that you hang on and barely just hang on. You know, if you're hanging on, you can't defend yourself. And you can't be offensive. You're hanging on. Faith is always a forward-facing stance. Always. People say, well, you have a shield that's defensive. No, you have a shield because you're advancing and the enemy's shooting fiery darts, but what does the shield of faith do? It absorbs and extinguishes every one of them. But I want you to notice something here. There's something that you need to see. Let's let's read a couple of of different translations. The NLV, NLV says, so stand and do not be moved. The Shuttleworth New Testament says, and stand victorious and uninjured. Glory to God. People say, how can you be uninjured? See, because how is this taught many times and preached many times? That you're battered, that you're bruised, your helmet's beat in, your shield's beat up, your, your breastplate's barely hanging on, and you're just... You know, oh, but I made it. No, you're, you are standing, notice this, you are standing victorious and uninjured. Why are you uninjured? Every fiery dart of the wicked was caught and extinguished. It never even touched you. Never even touched you. Do you understand that? That doesn't mean you didn't feel the pressure. If you're in the middle of a fight, 
and flaming missiles are coming at you and they're hitting a shield that you're holding, you're going to feel the pressure. You're going to feel the impact. You're going to feel the heat. But it's never going to touch you. The, the Hebrew children saw the furnace heated seven times hotter. They saw the guards that threw them in die because of the heat. They saw the flames. They could feel the heat. But yet when they got in it, because they went into it in faith, nothing happened to them. They were totally insulated. People will say it's because Jesus was in there. Jesus showed up because of their faith. It was their faith that saved them. They looked at the king and they said, you remember what they said? They said, look, look, here, here's the thing. Ever what you do, we're not bowing. If, 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 if you deliver us, we're not bowing. Remember? He said, if you don't put us in the furnace, we're not bowing. Our God will deliver us. If you put, in other words, you put us in the furnace, God will get us out of the furnace. But even if you don't put us in the furnace, we're not bowing. See, faith, faith is not intimidated. Faith wasn't intimidated by that furnace. Do, do you understand that? Glory to God. And uh, Now notice something. Am I helping you? The, the, another translation, the TTNT says, yes, no matter what happens, you're able to stand firm and to remain standing. This is important. Because notice, he said you have to stand. It's something you do. You have to do it. You ha Remember what it says about Jesus? It says that he went to Samaria and he made them mad because he wouldn't stay there and teach them. And they got mad at him. Remember the disciples wanted to call fire out of heaven? And what's it say about Jesus? What's it say Jesus did? He set his face like a flint to go to Jerusalem. Who set his face? Jesus set his face. Why? He knew what God wanted him to do. He knew he had to go and be the sacrifice. What you receive by faith, you're going to receive it by faith because you, you stood by faith and received it. God will strengthen you, but you got to do the standing. See, standing in faith is staying connected to what you have received. You don't want to let any circumstance disconnect you from what you have received. And a key to receiving from God and maintaining what you've received is staying connected to what you've received by faith. I, I've received that. I'm connected to that. Yeah, but you don't feel any better. Yeah, but I received my healing. I received my healing six weeks ago. I received my healing a month ago. Ever how long? Don't allow your circumstances to disconnect you from what you've received. Glory to God. Do you see that? That's why reports, numbers, doctor's reports, the enemy will try to use all of those to get you to disconnect. To get you the enemy cannot come and unplug you from what you've received. I'm in charge of whether I believe I received or not. Not my circumstances. That helped me so many years ago, nearly 30 years ago now, to understand that about faith. That 
nobody, nobody can harm my faith if I won't let them. You just can't. Amen. If I won't let them, if, or if I don't, if, if, the, the ignorance can cause people to become disconnected because they don't know. Once you know, nobody can stop your faith. Because you're not in charge of what I receive. I'm in charge of what I receive. Oh, hallelujah. That's a good place to shout. All right, tell your neighbor, say, I'm in charge of what I receive. Amen. And then you should be thinking, what have you received? I, I got to hurry because there's so much good stuff here. Romans 4. I'm going to give you five key ingredients before we go home tonight. Five key ingredients from Romans chapter 4 about this walk of faith. Am I helping you all? Romans 4, verse 18. We'll read through 21, and then we'll go back and, and look at these five things. Romans 4, 18. Speaking of Abraham, says, Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body dead, when he was about a hundred years old, or the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, Giving glory to God. Now, these verses give us the key ingredients that enabled Abraham to become the father of many nations. All right? Number one, the first key ingredient. He placed his emphasis on God's picture and not the natural picture. Notice what it says, verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope. The Woos Bible says, who being beyond hope. I made this statement one time. Sometimes I don't think we think about the utter hopelessness of this circumstance. All right? Abraham is about 100 years old. Sarah is 10 years younger at 90. Neither one of them can deny the state their body's in. Abraham's looking at his body. It's dead. He's 100 years old. Sarah's looking at her body, it's dead. Hebrews 11, 11 says she had to receive strength to receive the deposit of seed. In other words, her body had to be totally revitalized so she could receive the seed to bring forth a child. And she had never been able to do that. She was always barren. And now the Bible says it ceased to be with her after the manner of women. She, she was no longer capable of having a child. Every morning Abraham got up, he is faced with that picture. This is the natural picture that I'm working with. Is that right? But notice, against hope. Against. That, that word against means to be up against. It means to lean on. All right? In, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, where it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, it means a face-to-face -face confrontation. So that means Abraham was up every day pushing against that natural picture. He wasn't just sitting there waiting on God. He was doing something. He was in a face-to-face -face confrontation with the circumstance that was contrary to what God had said was going to happen. 
Faith is not just hanging on. Faith is a standing on. A person of faith is refusing to accept the picture that's trying to change what God said. It's constantly against it. Faith is constantly putting pressure on your circumstance. It's constantly putting pressure on the picture that's trying to say you're not what God said. And faith, faith is consistently putting pressure on that. Glory to God. Ah! Amen. And notice, what did he base this picture on? Notice what it says. According to that which was spoken. Let's read this this way. Who against hope believed in hope. According to that which was spoken. Amen. He believed against natural hope according to what was spoken. Genesis 15, 4-6. You don't have to go there. But God came to Abraham and He said, This Eliezer will not be your heir. One that comes out of your own body will be your heir. Verse 6, Abraham believed God. Is that what it says? Abraham believed God. Woo! So what God said, Abraham believed. Do you see that? So when did Abraham become the father of many nations? When he believed. Amen. Do you see that? I, I, people say it took 25 years. 25 years of his faith putting pressure on that promise every day. I don't know if God could have done it overnight. I, listen, I'm not here to judge Abraham's faith. But here's what I'm saying. At the end of that 25 year stand of faith, he was a new man, she was a new woman, and they got the promise. Amen. But, but what's the key? He placed the, his emphasis on God's picture. Amen. Point number two. He did not allow his faith to become weak in spite of seemingly unchanging circumstances. He did not allow his faith to become weak in spite of seemingly unchanging circumstances. Hallelujah. How do I know that? Look at verse 19. Being not weak in faith. Now, I'm going to read this to you from another translation because the King James says, he considered not his own body. Now, I, I love the King James. That's what I study out of. That's what I preach out of. But sometimes they weren't as clear as they could have been. And we get this idea. Here's where people talk about, yeah, you just don't pay attention to the circumstances. You do that and you could hurt yourself and hurt your faith. The ASV says, now watch, this is important. Listen to this first phrase. And without being weakened in faith, he considered his own body now as good as dead, being about 100 years, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. With, notice, without being weakened in faith, he considered his body. Well, why is that? How could he not consider it? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be common. But we're trying to have a baby. And things aren't working. She can't have a baby. 
I can't father a baby. How can you not consider that? Watch. It didn't weaken his faith. When did he receive? When he had the baby? Or when he believed God? See, your circumstance doesn't have to weaken your faith. You understand? Now, I will grant you that I believe <laughs> when Sarah said, maybe God's going to do it this way and give you a son through Hagar, give you a child through Hagar. You know, according to their tradition, Hagar being given to Abraham was the same as him having a child with Sarah. That was, that was their mindset. That was their tradition. It was not God's plan. It doesn't make sense to us. It cannot make sense. Right? But, but notice something. Somewhere, Abraham did not believe that was the answer. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't believe that was the answer. I mean, it's a solution. But the Bible never says that that altered his faith in what God said. Maybe you've got to think on that. But God came to him and said, I'm, I'm going to multiply your seed as the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore. And what did Abraham say? Oh, that Ishmael would live before you. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm going to make Ishmael a great nation. Right? But, but the seed that you're going to, that's going to be multiplied is going to come through Sarah and you're going to call his name Isaac. Why did God keep working with Abraham? Well, he had a covenant with Abraham. Abraham stayed in faith. Mm. Well, let me move on. What Abraham could see didn't weaken his faith. But notice, he could see it. He could see what was regulating his life, what he believed. Not what he could see. Do you see that? Hallelujah. Now, here's why. In fact, his faith grew stronger. Why? He kept looking at the promise and not the problem. The promise and not the problem. Point number three. He didn't stagger concerning what God had said. He did not stagger concerning what God had said. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. The Amplified Bible says, no unbelief or mistrust made him waver or doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. They translated that right because the word stagger is the same word that you have in James chapter 1, verse 6 for waver. He didn't waver. He didn't hesitate. Matter of fact, another translation, the, the Berkeley translation says, he did not in unbelief hesitate about God's promise. 
Amen. He didn't hesitate. See, faith doesn't draw back. Paul says we're not of those that draw back under perdition. We're of them that believe. Faith doesn't draw back. And whatever the setback was, Abraham's faith never drew back. Amen. Yeah, but he laughed when God told him. Well, he laughed in the natural. Because in the natural... It looks impossible. Sarah was talking in the natural. Can I, in the natural, am I going to have pleasure again? Am, am I going to be able to have a child with Abraham? And she laughed. And God said, why are you laughing? She said, I didn't laugh. He said, but you did laugh. See, faith is honest. And he said, but I'm going to show up this time next year and you're going to have a son. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. The CAB translation says, he did not waver at the promise of God in unbelief. Now, think about these things. Does it say he didn't waver? Then he didn't waver. And you'll hear preachers preach about how his faith wavered. The Bible says it didn't. Is that right? He didn't stagger at the promise of God. See, this is Abraham staying connected to what he believed he received. I believe I received that. Amen. Number four, point four. He became strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Now here's an area that we, we got to hit on. i got about five minutes. I think I can do it. The Barclay translation says, His faith was so strengthened that he praised God. The Coney Bear says, But he was filled with the strength of faith and gave glory to God. Now here's something to see. You praise and give glory to God because you have received something. Now, remember, when he was glorifying God, Sarah's not pregnant. There is no child. This is the walk of faith. You'll hear preachers say this. They'll be preaching to congregations, and they'll say, I want everybody to jump up on your feet, and I want you to praise God like you're going to praise Him when you receive what He promised you. Well, what he's saying and what they're saying is when you can physically hold it, how are you going to run and shout and jump? You're too late. When was the time for that? When you believed you received it. I'm shouting now for things that are down the road physically, but I have them right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? When, when, when you look at your debt freedom declaration, you're, you're not shout, you're not, you should not be shouting more when you pay it off than you were when you believed you received it. 
that this is so important. When, when we came out of debt, I was excited when we wrote that last check. I was blessed. But you know when the bulk of the shouting occurred? When we received our debt freedom. The day that I got up and I knew I was debt free and I wasn't debt free in the natural, but I knew I was debt free. Everything changed. My thinking changed. My mindset changed. The way I viewed myself changed. And I was constantly glorifying God. Amen. Do you understand that? The quicker you are to glorify God, the faster your faith is working. What was the problem with the children of Israel in the wilderness? They would never praise God before the victory. They would bellyache and complain. Now that, that might be a little too common for some. That's a good Texas colloquialism, bellyache. But, right? but, but they would complain and gripe and murmur and then God would come down and show Himself mighty because of His covenant, not because of their faith. Because of His covenant. If it was anybody's faith, it was Moses' faith. And He'd deliver them. Remember He delivered them at the Red Sea? Closed the Red Sea? drowned Pharaoh and his whole army, and the next day, they're complaining. Right? They, boy, they grabbed a tambourine, and whoo, boy, they're shouting, glory to God, look what the Lord has done, bum, bum, bum. right? Glory to God, dead Egyptians floating in the water, whoo, look what the Lord did, I don't walk like I used to walk, he made a difference, Right? Glory to God. But the very next day, we need something to eat. You brought us out here in this wilderness to die. Hebrews 4, remember what it says? It says they could not enter in because the word they heard was not united in their hearts by faith. One translation says they became disconnected. Do you understand that? So, so, so when, when, you, when you believe you receive, from then on, from that moment on, it's no more asking, it's praising. Why are you praising? I have received it. This is not a method or a formula. It's, 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 it's an instruction. That's how Abraham became strong in faith, by glorifying God. The more you glorify God, the stronger your faith gets. Hallelujah. Well, I know the Lord will somehow. That, listen, that's not glorifying God. That, that's a religious statement that does nobody any good. It just kind of salves our conscience. Makes us sound like we're believing a little bit. When you break down and you shout, about what God's done, because you know He's done it. It's done. Why do you know it's done? Because I believe it. I'm convinced. I'm persuaded. Amen. When you go up to somebody and say, how you doing? How's that going in your life? Glory to God. It's taken care of. Thank you, Jesus. It's, I'm well. My finances are, praise God. And you go, well, glory to God, did you get a check? Not yet, but glory to God, I got it. I received it. Amen. 
Well, you went back for that scan. What did the doctor say? Is it all gone? Glory to God. You know they still found a spot, but thank God I'm healed. Praise God. I'm well in Jesus' name. That's not denial. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. So you praise God because you've received something. That is one of the highest evidences of faith. When you're praising God, you're glorifying God. Now, let's go real quick to Philippians chapter 4. And uh, we'll read the, the first verse. I want to read it to you from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And, and we'll read down through verse 7. But I'll, I only want to, you can put that down in your notes. I only want to read one verse here for the sake of time. Uh, verse 6. The Amplified Bible says, Do not fret. Now watch these words. Or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance, in, and in everything by prayer and definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. That's the Amplified Classic. The Amplified Bible says, continue to make your specific requests known to God. Now, the Lord helped me see this some time ago. I'm not worried about what I believe I have received. If I'm worried, I don't believe I have received. See, so I know then by that, when Abraham saw his body, he was not worried that it wasn't going to happen. Now, what I said earlier about Ishmael, I'm not saying they were right or that God was okay with that. I'm saying that didn't affect their faith. That didn't affect Abraham's faith. He did something to please his wife. And she did something to help God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't worry about anything. Now think about that for a minute. I'm not worried about what I've received. Why would you worry about what you've received? You're standing there holding the package at your front door and go, boy, I'm worried that this won't show up. It's here. Therefore, when you pray, believe that you receive Right? This is describing my attitude when I approach God. I'm to bring this to Him in an attitude of thanksgiving, thanking Him for it, not asking Him for it. Thanking Him for it. Remember, I believe I received. I'm walking by faith. Okay, this is what I need. Lord, according to Your Word, I believe I received that in the name of Jesus. I don't ever have to tell Him again, I believe I have received it. From then on, it's thanksgiving and praise and glorifying God. Father, I thank you. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for that, whatever it may be, that financial issue that we had. I thank you for that my body's healed. Father, I praise you. I, I received my healing six months ago on, in, in June. I received it at this time. Lord, I received it. It feels so good to be healed. It feels so good to be financially blessed, right? 
That sounds simple. That's where people miss it. Amen. There are things that I've watched other people face that I've never faced and will never face because I've learned to give God the glory first. If you learn to give God the glory first, it, it, it keeps you strong in faith. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Peter 1. Am I helping you tonight? 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. Ooh. I think I missed something here. Uh, no, First Peter chapter 1. Somehow it got written down a second. Somehow I did it. He says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Notice this. Whom having not seen, you love. Nobody in here has ever seen Jesus, but you love him, but you've never seen him. In whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you don't see him, but you believe. Now, What's the evidence of believing? You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. You don't see Him, but you believe. What's the evidence that you believe? Joy unspeakable and rejoicing. You don't see it naturally, Yet you're believing. What's the evidence? Joy. Rejoicing. Amen. Well, brother, how you doing? Well, you know, I'm doing good. I'm believing God. No, you're not. No, you're not. Faith doesn't sound that way. Faith doesn't sound that way. You know, we're on a fast track here. We don't have time. We, we don't have time to believe God for 20 years for things anymore. We got to get it done. Right? I told my wife not long ago, I said, we don't have time to enter into building programs and 30-year and building programs like we used to. We don't have time. Time's short. Jesus is coming. Amen. And, 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 and things that we can't see, we got to believe and we got to rejoice them in. We got to shout them in. We got to glorify them in. Every day when you get up and you believe that you have received and that thing is there, you're going to be against it. How are you against it? How was Abraham against that picture? He glorified God for God's picture. In spite of the picture that he could see. Yeah, but nothing's getting any better. I know his body got weaker every day. Her body got weaker every day. 25 years. 
He's coming up against that picture and against that picture and against that picture. How did he come up against it? Father, I praise you for your word. I praise you that you said out of my body would come the, 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 the seed and out of uh, uh, Sarah's body would come the child that would be a blessing. I thank you, Father, that my seed is as the stars of the sky in num- number and as the sands of the seashore. I praise you that out of my seed, out of my lineage, will come one that will bless the whole world. Father, I thank you. But what's that I feel? Hey, I feel stronger. Amen. Glory to God. I mean, it's not, it's not as strong as I'm going to be. What did he do? Next day, he got up. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you said out of my body would come the seed. And out of Sarah's body would come the child. That would be a blessing. I thank you that you said my seed would be as the stars of the sky in multitude. And the sands of the seashore in number. I thank you that from my lineage would come one that blessed the whole entire. Hey, glory to God. What did he do the next day? Father, I thank you. I glorify you that you said out of my body would come the seed. Out of Sarah's body would come the child. Father, I thank you that you said my seed would be as the stars of the sky in multitude, the sands of the seashore in number. I thank you that out of my lineage, Father, will come one that will bless. Hey, glory to God. Amen. You understand? And the day came when Sarah came in and said, Abraham, I'm noticing some things. My body's changing. Sarah, I've been noticing some things too. My body's changing. I'm stronger. I was, I was out working with the boys the other day, and, and I pulled a stump up, Sarah. I'm 100 years old. I shouldn't be able to do that. Amen. That sounds funny. That's how it happened. Every day he got up and went against that picture with praise and glorifying God and rejoicing for what God said. Amen. Glory to God. Did you understand? And the day came. The day came that his body was so rejuvenated and her body was so rejuvenated that they they had a son between them and after Sarah died, Abraham had six more. Glory to God. Did you understand? Rejoicing. I don't see it, but I believe it. And the proof of it it's joy, joy. Now, joy is what you possess. Joy unspeakable. I'm full of joy, and I'm giving glory to God. Amen. But how, do you, how often do you got to do that? Every day. No breaks. Because I'm, I'm going to close with this. I see what time it is. I went a little over. Here, here's the thing. Listen to me. This is important about the walk of faith. Here's where a lot of people miss it. And, 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 and I'm going to say this. I... I don't, I don't have as much time in this as some people do. i got a lot more than others. But I've been doing this long enough to tell you something. I've seen people fail in their faith. Their faith didn't fail. They failed in their faith. But, but, but here's the thing. Your circumstance is not going to let up the pressure. And if you don't meet it with pressure, it'll run you over. It'll just run you over. And it, it will take everything that you will not resist. Everything that you won't resist. you got to shout whether you feel like it or not. 
you got to walk in joy. you got to walk in love. you got to make the determination you're not going to be ugly to nobody. You're not going to give anybody an ugly look. You're not going to get mad at people on the road. you got something hanging in the balance. You're believing God for some things. You don't have time for that. You don't have time to get your satisfaction blowing the horn at somebody or getting mad at somebody, getting frustrated at people at your job. You don't have time for that. You're believing God for things. you got things on the line. Amen. That means you're going to walk in love with everybody. Amen. You're going to maintain your joy. You're not going to worry about what people say. You're not going to let nobody rob your joy. They got mad at me. Well, they'll have to get happy in the same pants they got mad in. But you're not going to let them take your joy. Because I've got things I'm believing for. I'm serious. There, there are people in the sound of my voice watching online. There are things you must have. You cannot go on without them. There are things in your body that have to change. There are things in your finances that must be different. There are children that must be saved. They have to be. Amen. And we got to believe God. And we're, we're going to be an anchor. We're going to be an anchor. God said there are things coming up that we have to walk by faith in order to receive them. So you have your assignment. Tomorrow is called Thanksgiving. You have your assignment. When your feet hit the floor in the morning, you're thanking God. You're glorifying God all day. All you hear the world talking about is prices and how there's people can't have Thanksgiving because it's so pricey. I don't, I, listen, I don't want anybody to go without Thanksgiving, but my dear God, there is so much to be thankful for. Well, I won't get turkey this year. Well, dear Lord, everything's going to just fall apart because you don't get a turkey leg. Breathe in and breathe out. Be thankful. You're above the dirt. Amen. You got something to be thankful for. Amen. Most people eat too much turkey on Thanksgiving. I'm one of them. Right? But, but, but think about that. Why is that important? That's how that, the Bible says Abraham was strengthened in his faith as he gave glory to God. I hope I've helped you. Amen. That's just the way it is. I believe I have received. And now I'm going to glorify God. Nothing's going to change that. I'm going to be against it. The faith, you've you got to be so tenacious in your faith. You almost get angry at the circumstance. And it wouldn't hurt some of y'all to get angry. You've been too mealy-mouthed about it. Well, in the name of Jesus, I have. Come on. Paul said, quiet yourself like men. Be strong. Stand up. Declare, right? Declare. Declare. You shall also decree a thing, and it will be established to you. A decree is not just a statement. It's this is how it's going to be. Amen. You need to look yourself in the mirror and say, look, this is the last day you're dealing with that sickness. This is the last day you're dealing with that feeling. This is the last, this is the last year finances put a stranglehold on me. Not happening no more. Not, no more. Not happening no more. This is the last tight year of my life. 
If Jesus doesn't return for 50 years, I'll never have another tight financial year as long as I live in the name of Jesus. Well, what if, what, if, what if it's tight next week? Then you glorify God that it's not tight. I thank you, Father, that I have perfect freedom in my finances, perfect liberty in my finances. I don't have tightness in my finances. I can give when I want to give. I can be an exceedingly generous giver. I can buy people what I want to buy them in the name of Jesus. I glorify you for it. Quit talking about how you're on unlimited income and start praising your unlimited God like He is who He said He is. The only thing that limits your income is your lack of faith. That's the only thing that limits people's income. And I'm not being hard on anybody. I had to come to that conclusion myself. The only thing that's limiting me is me. My thinking. If I won't let it limit me, it can't limit me. Whew, you better stand up. I'll go round two. Some of y'all stood up fast. That must mean I'm done. You done. Amen. This is our year. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on up, honey. Praise the Lord.